Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 99. Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape Podcast. Um, today is a really interesting interview, I think, because it's with Kate Terza, who is a doula and provides services to uh, pregnant and new moms. And it was interesting to me because I never used a doula or really even had any idea what they did. But in the last couple of years, I've gotten to know several women who are doulas. Um, and I really wish that I had had the opportunity to use one. Um, not only because it's nice to have somebody to help you out with the basic necessities um, after childbirth, but having somebody there who knows how to comfort you and help you through the delivery in a way that your husband might not be prepared to do. But even more than that, I had a really hard time nursing and I didn't have much luck with um, the nursing support that I got from the hospital. And I kind of wish that I'd had somebody that I had a bond with already that I trusted that could help me work my way through it because I wound up giving up earlier than I wish I had. And that's a different story all in itself. But anyway, this is a great and really interesting interview with Kate. And I hope you find it um, as as interesting as I did. I've used that word a couple times now. Um, Aubrey and I both enjoyed speaking with her and she's got some great resources and um if you're not in need of a doula, you may know somebody who is or would be. So please listen and share. We would really appreciate that. Enjoy the show. Tired of boring flashcards that don't make the multiplication facts stick? Want a fun, unconventional way for your student to learn the upper times tables? TimesTales is a creative mnemonic system for students to memorize the most difficult math facts. With Time Tales, you can truly teach a student the upper times tables in a fraction of the time spent with traditional rote memorization methods. This system utilizes simple stories as triggers or memory pegs for students to quickly recall the upper times tables. Times Tales appeals to the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic learner. It has been proven successful for students with learning disabilities and those struggling to learn their times tables with traditional methods. And best of all, it makes learning fun. I sucked at math too, so I'm actually excited because they have sent us the uh, sample product of it. So my son, uh-huh. uh, we're going to dig into this and see how well this product actually works. And I'll be posting a lovely review on the blog once we've done that. Hey boss ladies, I'm Alexa Bigwarf and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co. Hey y'all, I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. I also help moms get off the couch and into some hills, create a biz they love and live a life unpinned. For more information, visit AubreyMathis.com. Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom. So join us and lose the cape. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
So we are talking <laughs> with Kate Terza. Is that the way you pronounce it? Or is it yes, that yes, is. All right. And she is a postpartum doula, which I'm super fascinated about because when I had my kids, like I didn't, I had, I think I had heard the word doula, but I really had no idea what they were. So now I'm far beyond the postpartum stages. God help me to ever be there again. But, <laughs> but I am super excited to, to talk to you and to have you tell us all about life as a doula. So she has uh, three beautiful, loving, energetic kiddos. I'm a mama three, two, and she's also a postpartum doula, the juggling act of three kids, a supportive partner, working mom, and responsible community member is daily, as we all know very well. In her work as a postpartum doula, Kate's goal is to normalize all stages of motherhood and provide support every step of the way. And a supportive community is what makes the difference between overwhelm and balance, which we totally, totally, totally agree with. So, wow. Tell us about how you became a doula, what exactly a doula does, all things doula. Right. So I'm a postpartum doula. There are two types of doulas and some people, some doulas do both, but there's a labor support or birth doula and which is tends to be more common. More people know about that and have, um, have them at their birth. And then there's a postpartum doula, which is me, and that is helping families, the whole family unit, adjust to having the baby. So Mm -hmm. I do in-home services, so I can go into people's homes just for a couple of hours every week or so, every couple days, and, you know, help the family so the mom and the partner can rest Mm -hmm. in order to be able to better take care of their baby. A lot of it is, you know, working through the emotional upheaval that comes with becoming a mom, the breast, if you're nursing or breastfeeding, helping with that, just in general, practical chores around the house, helping with some laundry, helping make a meal, clean up a meal, that kind of thing, doing some errands and really getting that community support behind the mom and family as they transition as a new baby to their life. Well, my youngest is five, but I still feel like I could benefit from a postpartum doula. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I totally, I, yeah, I often am like, man, I want to hire me, but not be like, <laughs> I want someone to come in and help me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that, yeah. that sounds like a fun, a really rewarding job though, too, to be able to, cause man, it can be, it can be, it can be super tough those yeah. first few weeks. Yeah, it's definitely, I would even venture to say the first couple of months are really mm-hmm. hard, especially because most moms where I live, um, we live in a high cost of living area. So most moms I know are returning to work because we it's a two income, generally a two income household. So I would say even when they're returning to work, there's another yeah. transition than, yeah. and helping in that too. Absolutely. So what do you mean when you say you um, try to normalize all stages of motherhood? So what, what do you mean by that? Well, I just want to make moms realize, I think the biggest issue for new moms especially is social media mm-hmm. and not having a realistic view of what motherhood will look like for them. And it's definitely different for everybody, but not – but looking at social media as the gauge of whether you're doing a good job or not, and that can really be detrimental, especially in the early days when you're just learning and surviving. So my goal is to remind moms that social media is just one moment out of somebody's day or even week that looked great, and you don't know what else has happened, 
And sometimes you can get really caught up in that as a new mom and Mm -hmm. as an experienced mom. There are still days when I see stuff on Instagram, someone put a picture and, you know, I haven't taken a shower in two days and (laughs) haven't had a good night's sleep and I can't remember when, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Or so, when their bodies like they have this baby and then they're in this bikini and yeah, like, the baby's two days happening. old and I'm like, um, mine's five years and, and now. <laughs> yeah. And just being realistic, like just providing the realistic support and finding that in the community, giving that me giving it to the family and also connecting them with, with groups that they can draw from. Mm-hmm. Do you help with the actual baby part I mean because I yeah. can remember yeah well when I my do. daughter was home nobody told me about the erratic breathing that babies yes mm. yeah and I, I I lost it I'm like she's suffocating she's dying you know I mean <laughs> right. I didn't know and then the emotions and then everybody looked at me like you were over exaggerating but nobody tells you they breathe funny <laughs> right. Yeah. And no one tells you that their sleep patterns when their babies are not what you sleep like. And so <laughs> then you have, you know, like there's so many things that we we're not told mm-hmm. when we're pregnant and preparing. And that's something that I definitely help with. Like I remind you, I'm educated so I can remind you that this is totally normal. And then I also, when something is not normal, I can say you need to call, you know, I refer you out or you need to get Yes. Um, professional help. And that goes along with breastfeeding. And I also not only do in-home stuff, but I do um, like counseling kind of services. So I can provide like one month, the first month of counseling by a phone and text and email and video like this and kind of give one-on-one support that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That whole idea of sleep when the baby's sleeping doesn't really work if your baby sleeps like 15 minute spurts here and there or if they sleep like I had one baby who literally slept like 20 hours a day for the I mean (laughs) for a while I was like what is wrong with this baby Mm -hmm. and there's so much besides social media there's just so much like even generational difference between our moms and Mm -hmm. us things that have changed just the you know now babies have to sleep on their back and more women are breastfeeding and there's all these different things that have changed since when our moms had us that it's hard sometimes people give well-meaning advice but it's not necessarily what you want or nor need to hear and having someone remind you how to navigate that because sometimes you have to like explain why you're doing something without upsetting and saying someone else did it wrong right right so the old the old people in my life oh my gosh if one more old person told me keep them cold and keep them hungry i was like what (laughs) i don't want to keep them cold and that's horrible no wonder that generation is so mean right (laughs) right i know and you know so many things have changed and just having someone kind of like be in your corner at all times reminding Mm. you that you're doing an amazing job i'm not sleep deprived so i can help you like keep an even keel. My hormones aren't crashing after having a baby. So I can help talk you through that. Cause that happens. I mean, that's a big deal too. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Have you ever had to, um, I I just, I have postpartum depression on the brain because we've been talking about that. So um, are you trained to look for signs of that? And and what do you do when you notice things aren't quite right with mama? When I tend to, 
have meetings and know the mom bef- during their pregnancy. So I have some sort of gauge before I go right into their house. That's the ideal mm-hmm. circumstance. Sometimes I get called because they have, they're battling with postpartum depression and they need someone to help out. Um, so if it's someone that isn't diagnosed and I feel like maybe there's something going on there, I would immediately refer them out. I would help them find the help. So I would be the one to say, you know, I would obviously present it to the, their partner first and say, have you, I've noticed these things. Have you noticed them? And if they have noticed them, I say, you know what, maybe we need to talk to their medical professional, whether that there be their OB or the midwife, that's who you would go to first. And then we would continue down the line and getting the prop, the support that they need. Cause everybody's, if they're dealing with any perinatal mood disorder, they're their recovery and what is working and what's not working is so individualized Mm -hmm. that it's not, you know, it's not a one size fits all. I can't say you need to go to this therapist and take this medicine and then I can help you get back on track. Mm -hmm. No, it's something where I would help them figure out what is working, what's not working and kind of maybe suggest things that maybe they haven't thought about. Um, A lot of what I would do would be in the self care realm. So I would help them take better care of themselves so that then they could have a little more energy to do the self-work for the recovery period. Sorry, I lost my... I like to pause for a second because I have such a tendency of just jumping in and talking that sometimes I have to just pause and let Aubrey say something. I feel like the Alexa show with Aubrey or the, I just, we just can start calling it the yin yin. Cause I think we both have, we both have these questions at the same time because when people talk, they trigger yeah. that yin yin part of our brain. I know, but otherwise um, I just like jump on in there. You got one, you got one or should I? Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh my so, goodness. No, I, I'm just kind of curious. Like, um, so you have three children. Were you building yeah. your business as you um, as you were, bu- as, as you were building your children, as you were having children? Building. Well, yeah. So no, the, an- the answer to that is no. I had a fairly, um, difficult third postpartum. I had a difficult postpartum with all of them. I don't think there's, I have yet to find a mom that has mm-hmm. had a postpartum that went great. My first one was um, very, very hard for me. And um, then my second went a little bit better. And then my third was very difficult. Mm-hmm. And there were lots of reasons why it was difficult. And I had never heard of a postpartum doula before. But I was like floundering, like completely mm-hmm. floundering. And I didn't know where to turn. And one of my best friends was also having a baby around the same time, her first, mm-hmm. around the same time that I had my third. And she, I was kind of helping her through some things as well. And I was like, you know what? I really want all moms to have access to this, like to mm-hmm. know someone they can call who will have training. And she, my friend was like, well, there are postpartum doulas. I was like, what's that? And tell me more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, and then, so then I went through my training and obviously I have my personal experience and I've been doing it now for almost two and a half years. Okay. Um, and how, and how old's your youngest then? So she's almost, she'll be three in September. So I started when she was like two months old. <laughs> oh, Wow. Wow, you yeah. need, you needed it badly. You're like, yeah. I gotta do this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need to, I need to know everything. I need, I need to know it all. Just give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's a really amazing. I mean, doulas, 
there's a really strong community out here Mm -hmm. in the doula community. So I've gotten some great support there and it's just kind of trying to build my business beyond the community service kind of business. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. just giving it all, you know, I, I run a Facebook group, which is fantastic for local moms. I really enjoy that. But the biggest struggle for me right now is trying to get clients to recognize a what I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the need. Because I feel like so many of us, like you guys have said, you're like, man, I wish that I knew about that when I had Mm -hmm. my babies. And so I'm trying to get people to recognize that during their pregnancy and not, you know, when their babies are three. Well, and (laughs) really emphasize how much you need it because so many, like you said, the old school, the mother-in-laws, the moms, they think they can help you through it, but all they did was make me mad. Right. (laughs) You know, and there, you really have to, yeah, you (laughs) have to know who your support, who you really have to be very selective on who's going to be supporting you. And sometimes a family member is exactly who you want there. And sometimes it's not. And in a way, yeah. Yeah. And you need to, you really need to think about how you want your postpartum to look and who you want involved and to even just know someone like me that you can be like, Oh man, I am overwhelmed. I need to call her and just kind of, you know, even if it's after the fact, just knowing Mm -hmm. someone you can call to help navigate is a huge benefit. So what are, are some of the things that you're doing then to expand your business and to find clients? Right. So I'm part of, I started a a local Facebook group, which, because I, most of my clients have been local. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started a local Facebook group in term for new moms because I run new mom support groups here. Mm -hmm. And I was finding that attendance to the in-person ones where everybody had an excuse not to Mm -hmm. go. And I was, you know, so I decided I wanted to start Facebook, which was just an extension of those new mom support group. So I have a closed group and I've been trying to get, um, you know, sell myself in that group, but also just provide the support. So not Mm -hmm. be, so I'm having trouble selling myself to that group. Mm -hmm. That's first, but, um, I think mostly I've been working on Facebook and just connecting with people, doing podcasts, doing guests, blog posts, doing, I've been trying Facebook lives, which is totally new for me, because, (laughs) you know, and trying to build it that way and just keep reminding people that this is useful. I've also um, been added to the local, there's a birth network here and there's, um, I'm on, I was recently added to the board. So I've been trying to talk to the other doulas in the area on specifically what my services are, because I'm the only postpartum doula in my area. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but it's, it's been hard. It's been trial and error of trying to figure out how to get people to recognize that this service is needed. And I recognize that money is an issue a lot for new moms. Cause when you're preparing for your postpartum, if you're going on maternity leave, you don't have money to spend, you're really cutting right. back. So I've created a couple different packages. Like I said, um, I have the a video and text and phone package, which is much cheaper than the in-person ones. I do group um, rates for like, if we wanted to do a group call, if you knew one or two other moms and, that you felt comfortable with, we can get on the phone and talk for an hour. Um, so I've been trying to make it more affordable mm-hmm. for moms mm-hmm. to think about because it can be expensive to think, especially because it's hard 
our culture doesn't really support like having help as a mom. Right. You're I don't think our right. culture supports mental health. Period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what a postpartum doula is. It's not like, Oh, I, it's not a nanny. Like I'm not there to yeah. take care of your baby so you can nap. It's someone to really nurture you so that you can take care of your baby. Mm-hmm. And, you, and so go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask if you've, um, if you've gotten in with any of the like um, L and D units or with any of yeah. the OB offices and yeah. So I've, I've talked with, there's um, one, OB office and one hospital in my area. Mm-hmm. And I am, I'm, they know about, I've talked with them. Um, I, one of the new mom support groups I run is through the hospital. Um, but it's kind of hard, the insurance and the, the politics that go along with the medical mm-hmm. field mm-hmm. is making it di- difficult. And the, admittedly so, I mean, they have said like, we can suggest you, but you know, insurance doesn't cover you. And so like, there's only so much we can do. Have you ever considered um, asking them? Uh, so just a little bit on my background. So you know why I'm, I'm giving you all these ideas is that my um, third was actually a set of twins and uh, they were, they had a diagnosis of a syndrome and um, they were born 10 weeks early. We spent a lot of time in the hospital before they were born and a lot of time in the hospital after they were born when actually passed away. So we spent a, I've, I've got a very close relationship with L and D and with NICU right. nurses. So, and I, and they have me in to do um, grief workshops and things like that from time to time. So I have, I feel like I know this environment super, super well because of my experience, but I was going to ask if you ever um, pitch the idea of doing some type of workshop, either for the nurses or for new parents, like when a free one, a free yeah. one so that when they yes. come in, you know, and then, and then they have your information and they know your services. I think that might be something or even like getting in touch with the head nurse and finding out when they do like their perinatal conferences and things like that. Um, just some ideas just based on how, how we've gotten into the hospital with our grief support stuff. Yeah. That, and mm-hmm. I have reached out and mm-hmm. had a couple of meetings with the head nurse and I've pitched that this, the community I live in is, um, there's a long stand. I mean, there, there's a lot, a big local community. I live uh-huh. on the East end of Long Island. Um, okay. so there's, it's pretty seasonal, right? but the people that are, um, doing the work in the hospital, it's like, it's just really been hard to get in there. Yeah, and I, I com- and I, I agree. I, I've talked to the head nurse. I've offered to do like a postpartum prep class, like free, like not mm-hmm. get, not charged for it, but you know, every quarter do one for a couple right. of hours, but right. they just don't, they can't, they won't, they have yet to do it. They're also, we just, this hospital just changed hands. So they're kind of like right in the midst of doing changing of policy and stuff. So it's definitely something I'm continuing to work on. Well, we'll say if there's anybody in the um, medical field listening or someone who's a doula, postpartum doula, and you have any advice for Kate, we'll get yeah, all of her. I'd love to um, hear it. Yeah, we'll get all of her contact information at the, the end. Please reach out because I think that's one of the best benefits of having a podcast like this is uh, community connection and and supporting each other as female entrepreneurs, as mompreneurs. Yeah. So well, cool. So with your Three littles. How old were they again? 
Currently six and a half, five, and a little over two and a half. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <this> is, <laughs> um, my first and third, actually, interesting fun fact, they were spontaneously born on the same day. Oh, crazy. So they're four years apart from top to bottom, exactly. <laughs> wow. That's funny yeah. how that happens. Yeah, it was, and that, that morning when I was like, oh, man, she is coming on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes party planning a little easier, right? <laughs> yeah, I actually was thinking that we just did my middle son's birthday. He had it in April, and I was thinking, huh, that was a lot of work. I'm glad I only have to do two a year and not three. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I tell my kids their birthdays are canceled or something right <laughs> it's, it's a lot it is birthday well my daughter uh, my oldest is birthdays christmas eve and my youngest is december 28th so oh well. their, their birthdays basically do get canceled yeah or you just have have one i mean that's acceptable Mm-hmm. No, not for a 10-year-old mm-hmm. and a 5-year-old. <laughs> they do oh, not true. think it is. That's <laughs> true. Because you got dance party on the one hand and, and princess uh Yeah, no, whoever, they won't, Elena agree. They the won't <laughs> agree on anything. I oh, mean, one could sad. say it's sunny outside and the other one's going to say, no, it's partly cloudy. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I, I lucked out. The older, my son, my oldest, it loves so far loved sharing his birthday with his little sister and i mean that makes a difference yeah and she's so little still that she yeah she doesn't know (laughs) yeah exactly eventually she's about to be a three-nager though so i know (laughs) we've had moments already and i'm like oh boy this is gonna be great (laughs) so with her entering that phase and your other two and your business how do you um what's your biggest struggle in your daily juggle Oh, I think the biggest, my biggest struggle is, um, making sure that I feel like everybody's like nurtured mm-hmm. and not, and not taking care. I'm not saying like they're fed or whatever, yeah, no. but like really spent making, like making sure that everybody feels like they got the, the right amount of mom or right amount of whatever they needed that day. That's my biggest struggle because yeah. 90% of the time I feel like we're just, running and like we just we never slow down Mm -hmm. and so I make a really conscious effort to try and slow down when we can and kind of just like rein it in and we we're kind of homebodies for that very reason because my husband works a lot too that anytime we are home we pretty much are just us home Mm -hmm. because that's one of our biggest fears is that our kids are gonna grow up and think "Mm, mom and dad were working all the time you know they never spent they, any time with us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think I spend quality time with my children, but um, I'm always feel like I'm lacking in that. Yeah. I, I have to work on that really hard too, because especially I think running your own business out of your home, um, it's, it's, it's hard to turn it off and it's hard to, so hard. you know, you think to yourself, okay, they're watching TV or they're, they're riding yep. their bikes or whatever. They're yeah. fine. But what I'm really finding out is that they do like crave that. I felt so bad yesterday. My daughter wanted me to take her to the park so we could practice um, her riding her bike without training wheels on the grass. And I was just pooped. I was so exhausted. It'd been a long day. I said, I'm sorry, we just can't do it tonight. She's like, you never do anything with Mm. us. And I'm just like, oh, I know. Well, there's a, 
there's a commercial on right now for Mother's Day. I don't know what it's selling, but the mom is like chasing the kids around. And Ruby was like, I just wish you would do that with me. And I was like, oh, in the heart. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, oh gosh, it's so hard. And I even think about my mom. Like I always felt nurtured by my mom, but she admittedly tells me she had the same feelings. Like I never felt, but And I think another thing that I've been working on to help with that is in terms of my business, really keeping like set hours and not Mm -hmm. going over and saying no to things, especially because I'm at such a beginning part of my business that I'm obviously, it's exciting and I'm trying to get more, you know, more traction, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like okay, if I don't do it this week because, you know, one kid is sick and this one's got little league, it's, it's not it's not the end of the world. Right, it will happen. Exactly. Well, in kind of bringing things full circle, um, I would really appreciate it if you would wrap it up by telling people why you think it's so important that they do invest in a postpartum mm-hmm. doula. And if they have someone who, who maybe they're beyond the baby stages like me, but know someone who's going to have a baby, why it would be a service that, that you think is so important for them to, um, to have. Yeah, I think Hold on. Let me get my pitch ready. (laughs) Um, It is really important to have postpartum doula. Interesting, the baby blues, which most of us probably have gone through, which is the, it's not clinical postpartum depression, but it's the really hard period. It starts around day one to three and then can last up to two weeks. Baby blues is considered anything lasting two weeks within the, the six, first six weeks of life. But 80% of women go through this mm-hmm. and it can be really debilitating. Like it can be really, really difficult. And the 80% of women of those 80% that experience the baby blues and 20%, that's their guesstimation of women because so many people go unreported, but 20% of those women then experience some sort of perinatal mood disorder Mm -hmm. and a lot of the perinatal mood disorder a huge component is obviously the hormones like that's a huge reason why women have end up getting some sort of perinatal mood disorder but also the overwhelm that comes with being a mom new mom the the breastfeeding challenges if you're breastfeeding even the bottle feeding if you're bottle feeding it's a totally new new game and you add in even if you have had a child every baby is so different Mm -hmm. that you need to learn this new child and what worked for the last one or what worked for your mom say for you may not work for this baby and the exhaustion is serious and a lot of us don't have our partners getting any sort of maternity or family leave so our partners go back to work a couple days after we have the baby and we're alone and we're isolated And we're still having to, if we have other children, care for them, care for our partner as best we can. And there's just so much that you're so vulnerable in those first couple weeks that it's really important to get lifted up by your support community and really just feel empowered rather than isolated and in despair over taking care of this beautiful little baby that you have brought into this world. 
And so a postpartum doula can really help with that because it's just really someone in your corner. It's just for you and your family, just really helping you out, doing the laundry, walking the dog, making sure that stuff is taken care of so you don't have to think about it. So really all you have to worry about is getting enough rest and taking care of your baby. Can you, can someone gift your services? Yeah. So, um, definitely you can always gift the services. There's, it's hard with, a, you know, people do the baby registries and stuff like that. Right. But if you get a baby list, it's a baby registry. You can add things from all different, from Etsy, from Amazon. I mean, you can, it's one, one place, but you can have all these different, um, vendors and you can have me, you could say, I would like postpartum doula services and I want one visit. You know, at week one, when we come home, I'd like someone to come in, make sure that breastfeeding is going okay, and then get a call in two weeks to make sure that I'm still doing okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's to have awesome. someone just give you a call and ask if you're truly doing okay, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. That would someone be the best guest right? ever. Seriously. I think so, too. I wish we'd done this interview <sighs> a little bit earlier. We could have gifted this as a Mother's Day thing. But... <laughs> Yeah, I know. And it's the Sunday, so it's too late to do it. But but it's also, interestingly, May is Maternal Mental Health Awareness Month. So um, I've been doing a lot of talking with moms about, Mm -hmm. you know, the signs and symptoms. And, but it's really, whether you experience baby blues or not, just having someone, I mean, I don't know if you guys nursed, but when you try nursing for the first time, (laughs) it is hard. It was so hard. It It is so hard. And imagine if you had someone who said to you, yeah, this is really hard, but Mm -hmm. let me help you figure this out. And if Mm -hmm. I can't figure this out, I will go with you to, you know, the doctor and figure this out. Like imagine if you had someone just next to you giving you those words of advice. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's life changing. Oh, it would have made such a big difference for me. Mm -hmm. I was so frustrated that I wound up stopping. um, Well, I went to just pumping at like, three months and then I just gave it all up at like four months with my son. And even pumping is a whole nother level. Oh my gosh. I pumped one time till I bled and I was messaging my kids, my friends and they're like, stop. They were yeah. like, it's yeah. not worth it. Formula is fine. Yeah. And having someone say like, okay, even if you're doing a supplement so that you can get like, I won't, I won't make the decision for you, but if you make the decision, guess what? I'm going to support it. Right. Right. You know, and have someone not give you any judgment on what you're going through because it's really common. A lot of feelings that new moms feel it's surprisingly normal mm-hmm. and you just don't know it because no one talks about it and you don't know where to turn and who you call someone and they're busy or, you know, and you're so vulnerable. It just is such, it's such an important time. And actually research is showing that once you, if you have someone like a postpartum doula help you with your confidence in your parenting, then as you parent, you'll just be more confident and you'll have more confidence throughout your parenting journey, which so I think since- is pretty interesting. Since you are in such a small community, uh, do you have any plans of doing any type of like online um, programs or group coaching or anything? Yeah. So I, like I said, I've been trying to do, start up the like one-on-one coaching Mm -hmm. 
and it's my package right now is I'd either do one month and it's like a one video, one hour video a week, one hour phone call, which can be broken up a week and then text and email support for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have that program. I also have it for the f- whole fourth trimester. Mm-hmm. So it would be three, the three months. Um, and I do not have a group going right now, but I'm, cause I really, the one-on-one for me is kind of like the sweet mm-hmm. spot, like getting, yeah. getting to know someone really well and being able to personalize the support is kind of like yeah. what I, what gets me Absolutely. really going. So I do have that online. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I I hope to see that growing. Uh, Where can people find you? So my website is www.ktpostpartumdoula.com. And that's where they can find everything about my services. I have a blog up there. um, And I also, if you're out here on the east end of Long Island, I have a directory of events and um, professionals. That's www.eastendparentsupport.com. You can also find me there. And I'm on Facebook at Kate Terza Postpartum Doula. If you just search that, I come right up. Okay. Awesome. Awesome, Kate. Have a great day. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.